Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Saved us and made us who we are. If we are alive this morning, it is pure grace. If everything is together, it is grace. That unmerited favor of God, that divine power of God. Oh, Kadabasande. Yes, lift up your voice and thank God for grace this morning. We come to worship this morning. We came to worship the Lord this morning. We didn't come to see man. We came to worship God and interact with God and uh, seek the face of our God. Lift up your voice this morning and thank God for his grace that sustains you. That grace that is sufficient for us in every season, in every circumstance of life. Uh, that we, we do not give up because we know that his grace will keep us even when we don't measure up we, we still know that his grace is there for us and by his grace we, we shall not sink we will not sink, we will not fall that grace will give us strength for our weakness uh, give us joy in the time of mourning the grace of God will hold us up. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, David says. And he says, do not forget all his benefits. Who forgives all our iniquities. Who heals all our diseases. Who redeems our life from destruction. Oh, fills our mouth. Ah, makodo bro shanda. Bless the Lord somebody this morning. We came to worship God. We came to seek God. We came to worship. We are here because of the Lord. And as the worship goes up and the praise goes up, his glory comes down. Oh Lord, we need you. We come to seek you, oh God. We come to hear you, Lord. We come to be filled by you, Jesus. We come to drop our burdens. Our grace will lift us up. Grace will carry you. Grace will make room and way for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Eternal God, we thank you this morning. We glorify your name, King of kings and Lord of lords. Creator of the heavens and the earth. We bow our knee to you, O God. And we say that, Lord, we gather because of you. My God, we gather to worship. We gather to praise you, to thank you, Lord. And we pray this one that, Lord, let your name be glorified. I pray, Father, Lord, speak to the hearing of every spirit in this place. Magnify the name of the Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit. I speak through this tongue of clay, O God, and let the name of the Lord be exalted. This morning, I pray, Father, Lord, lift your people from one level to the next, O God. Do a new thing in this new season of our lives as a, as a church family, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Your name be exalted. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 
Amen. Put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Amen. And this one I say to you all, shalom. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The word that is in my heart this morning, I've titled it The Beneficiaries of His Grace and His Glory. Beneficiaries of God's grace and glory. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, you are not putting your hands together. And so I was very delighted when they started singing about grace. I saw, oh, Holy Spirit, you never, you never let down, you never fail. Amen. I thank God for my sister, Mrs. Jean Adukwe Mensa, Honorable EC. God bless you, Auntie Jean. Amen. God bless you. The beneficiaries of his grace and glory. I'm reading from Luke chapter 9, the verse 28 to 35. Bible says, now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and went up onto the mountain to pray. Amen. And as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and glistening. And behold, two men walked, talked to him who were Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory and spoke of his disease which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. But Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened that as they were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, three booths, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. And while he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. This is my beloved son, hear him. Amen. Now, Jesus would often go up to the mountain to pray. If you look, read through the gospel, you realize that Jesus had a pattern that in the daytime he would preach, he would teach, he would cast out devils, deliver the oppressed, set the captive free. But at night, he would go aside to pray. And most of the time, Bible says Jesus went up to the mountain to pray, to commune with the Father. He went to commune with the Father. He went to have intimacy, to consult with the Father. And really, we realize that even before he called his disciples, he went up into the mountain to consult with God, the Father. Luke 6, 12 to 13 says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. It just started all night. How many of you were asleep Friday night? Lift up your hands. If, that means if you didn't come to all night and you are asleep, please lift up your hand. And next month, don't miss. Amen. Jesus prayed all night. Amen. To, and he... Com <coughs> lift that properly. I want to see you, those who didn't come. <laughs> Amen. Some of you are powerfully here. Amen. But you know, it, sometimes it's good. It's good. Not sometimes. It is good to give God that time. Amen. There's nothing like staying in the presence of God. And Bible says, and when it was day, when day came, he called his disciples to himself. From them he chose 12, whom he named his apostles. So Jesus went to have a communion with God the Father. They went to talk, I'm sure, about his choice. And then he came down in the daytime and he called his disciples. So we can say that Jesus would often go up to refuel. Amen. After casting out devils, healing the sick, walking. And I realized that the walking Jesus did, it wasn't easy. 
Like we read the Bible, and the Bible says, oh, and he went from maybe Judea to Samaria. You think it's just a short walk. Most of the walks were about two days' journey. Because even with the bus, it was long. So Jesus walked. Oh, my goodness. And so he went up to the mountain to seek the face of God. They will come down to work. So I say he went to refuel, to, to receive strength from God. And that's what happens whenever you set time aside to pray. To, to seek God's face, you, you are recharged. You refuel. Amen. So he will come down from the mountain to do the will of God who had sent him. Because he said that he has come from heaven not to do his will, but to do the will of he who has sent him. He was under um, instruction. He came to fulfill God's purpose. And he said, my will or my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So everything Jesus did, he was doing according to that which God the Father had instructed him. And so he set out time to seek God and came down every time empowered. And he called out these 12 disciples who walked with him, who worked with him. And I'll say they were the direct beneficiaries of his grace, of everything that was upon them. They were the first-hand beneficiaries. Because Jesus would often speak in parables to the multitude as they gathered. But then later when he goes you know, home or wherever, he would explain the parables to his disciples. He, he taught them. He impacted their lives. And he impacted them greatly. And then he also imparted his anointing and grace upon them. So that they could also go and do that which he also does. Amen. Bible says that he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, and then he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother. They were ordinary fishermen, fishing, but he called them out and said, come follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And Bible says, and they immediately left their nets, and they followed him. So his disciples, all the 12 of, 12 of them, they knew him because they were with him all the time, but they knew his humanity. And oftentimes, there were the direct contact with him, seeing the miracles that he did. They, they were you know, present, front line. Amen. And whenever we see the miracles of God, what is happening is that we are seeing the divinity of God. Whenever we see any miracle, because miracles are the divine intervention of God in nature. Whenever there's a miracle, that means that God has stepped in and changed the course of nature. And that is how come a sea can part into two and people can walk on dry ground. It's because God has stepped in. And I pray this morning that may you also receive that divine intervention of God in any situation in your life. May God step into your life and change the course of nature, change the natural order of things. May God manifest his divinity in your life in your family, for your children, on your job, in everything that concerns you. If you are sick this morning, I pray that may the power of God come upon you. May his divinity come in and stop the course of nature. Hey, if the doctor has told you you have two years to live, when the divinity of God steps in, all that is wiped out. This morning, may the spirit of God touch you and change the course of nature in your life. Hallelujah. Acts 10.38 declares how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all, not some, 
all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That means that Jesus was empowered by the Father to go and heal, deliver, save all those who were under the oppression of Satan. So everything Jesus did, he was doing according to the will of the Father. So the will of the Father concerning you and I is that it be well with us. Oh, you didn't clap your hand. God's power, the power of the Holy Ghost was mighty upon him. And he manifested God and his will. You must remember that when Jesus came down on earth, he didn't come down as God. He came down as man. So he went through all the rigors of natural life. He was born a baby, also was breastfed and everything. I don't know whether he was spanked because the Bible said there was no sin in him. I don't think the mama, mama spanked him. Of course, a few rebukes here and there. When he, he, was, he left him, so he, he stayed back in the temple. His mother, didn't you know we'd be worried about you? That was a life rebuke. So he was man, but the Spirit of God came upon him. In the day that he was baptized in the Jordan, Bible says as he came out of the water, the Spirit of God came upon him. He saw God and the Spirit came upon him as a dove. And then the voice of God was once again heard that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus was imbued with power. And from then he went and the Bible says his fame spread abroad in the land. Why? Because he was empowered, healing the sick, delivering the oppressed, casting out demons, teaching, preaching. Something changed. Something, you know, there was a transformation once the Spirit of God came upon him. So Jesus came down in his humanity. But then he carried the Spirit of God, the divinity of God was upon him to, to work the works of God. But yes, and I want to hammer on this, yes, still, Jesus found time to go up the mountain consistently to pray, to seek the Father. If Jesus, the Son of God, made time for God to go and pray, to be refueled, to receive instruction, hey, how about us? Now, yeah, yeah, why? So when you do not find time to seek God and to pray, what happens is that your fuel level is going down and it comes to a point you are dry. And when you start going dry, that's when the enemy starts to also fuel you with other substances. He will fuel you. But once you are filled with the Spirit of God, it leaves no room for the enemy to come in to fill you. And that's why it's so important that we must make time to pray. Make time. Bible says, pray without season. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus would often go alone. In fact, he went alone. But one day, Jesus didn't go alone. He went with Peter, James, and John. They were the inner core of the disciples. Now, these three men were Jesus' inner core. I don't know why, but it looks like they were very inquiring because sometimes Bible and Peter will ask all the other disciples maybe they'll say that but Peter had an inquiring mind they were more inquiring maybe they were more seeking they wanted more so they kept close so they were more intimate with the Lord and they were his inner core amen Exodus 33 verse 11 talks about Joshua Joshua was the same among all the many people who were with Moses Bible says that Moses and Joshua kept close to Moses, when Moses went into the tabernacle, he would stand at the door. Others would stand far off, but he would choose to stand at the door. Beloved, it's time for us to get closer to God. Don't stand far off because there's no criteria. Bible says God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, in every land, anyone whose heart is turned towards him, 
Anyone who, who comes closer, he will accept. So there's no partiality with God. Hallelujah. The, 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 the honors rest on us to draw closer, to come deeper. Amen. He stayed close to Moses. So with Jesus, we also see these three doing the same. And we, we, you know, the Holy Spirit was just showing me different companies, different groups with Jesus. And I'll go through that. I'm telling you something. The first group we see is the multitude. You know me and my fancy jokes. Obviously, multitude. Multitude. Okay? These are people who, who follow Jesus. Why? Because they were seeking a miracle. They were seeking provision. They heard that he could turn five loaves of bread and two fish to fill the multitude. So they'll follow. They heard that he was healing the sick. So they followed. So their whole intent was to come and get to receive. Some two were there, Beshar, dear people. They heard that, hey, wherever Jesus went, the lame were walking, blind were seeing. So they will go and see. Come and see, Beshar, dear. They come to see, you know, to go and say, hey, today I went to Jesus' crusade. It was easy. But they go with nothing. They just go and see to report. I pray you not be like that. No, 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 no. Amen. So there was a multitude that followed Jesus wherever he went. But, you see, if you read Mark chapter 5, you realize that with the case with the woman with the issue of blood, she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I know I shall be made whole. So Bible says she pressed through, she pressed through. She wasn't walking. She was on her knees. Because the tradition was that if a woman is in her blood, she can't come into public. So she was not standing. She could. So she, she was on her knees and she pressed through. You can imagine the number of people who stepped on her fingers, who booted her. But she kept on pushing because she said, I need to get to this man. I've had this condition for 12 years. I've paid all doctors. I, my money is getting finished. I'm not better. But I know that if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So she pressed through. And she touched the hem of the And Bible said, immediately, the fountain of her blood dried up. Immediately, at once. Because virtue left him. Power left him. And surged into her. And that demonic disease stopped. Jesus looked at her and said, who touched me? And his disciples said, ah, master, why are you asking this? I'm sure it was Peter. Peter did. Nah, no. So why are you asking who touched you? You see all this multitude pressing on you, touching you, and you are saying, who touched me? But you see, the difference was that the multitude were touching him Pressing on him, some to say, hey, now, nah, like Jesus, I touched Jesus today. I was right beside him at the crusade. Jesus, oh, I know him. <laughs> I know him very well. My mother's laughing because she knows what is coming. <laughs> she says that. When we get our mic, we say anything, I'll say it. One day, <laughs> one day we were in London, and there's something about Jennifer Lopez. She said, oh, you know, power. My mother, this beautiful man said, Oh, Jello did me in the Pamini Pa. Is that the Pedro Films? I was like, Hey, you know Jennifer Lopez? Also, yeah, I brought this girl. <laughs> when, when she went for, I think, my niece Queenie's birth, you know, my brother lived in the Bronx. And he said, Yeah, Bronx. So I brought this girl. I can't keep this. So today, Mama, pardon me, back eye. It was too bad. Just, no, you're laughing the same thing. <laughs> the multitude, <laughs> they knew him from afar, but I know him. <laughs> Jesus, oh, mini papa. But they were not getting anything from him. But this woman touched him. 
with an intention. She touched him with a certain kind of faith. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I know I shall be made whole. We come to church. Don't come to church because you are coming to church. Come to church because you know that if only you can step foot here, that condition will dry up. If only you can come to this altar, something will change. If only you can but come, the worship will lift up your spirit, will heal your broken heart, mend your wounded spirit. We must come to the presence of God with an expectation in our hearts. That is when you receive something. She touched him and immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. The multitude were touching him. They got nothing. But when she touched him, virtue left him. So he said, he said, who touched me? And the woman knowing that, the man would know, came and said, it is I. And Jesus something, said something very surmountable. He said, your faith, not my power, not my anointing, but your faith has made you whole. Go and be healed of your plague. And immediately, I mean, she was free. So it is your faith. What do you believe? What is your faith? What is your expectation? Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall never be cut off. Never. Whatever you are expecting from God, this morning let me prophesy to you with my eyes open that your expectation will not be cut off. It will come to pass. Ah, the God I serve, the God I know, the God who has been my rock all these over 30 something years, I tell you that he doesn't fail. God will not fail you. Your expectation will come to pass. I don't know when, I don't know how, but one thing I'm sure of is that God is coming through for somebody. Ah, this morning God is coming through for somebody. Ah, his power is at work. Ah, to heal, to save, and to deliver. He will answer you from the place of thunder. I said God will speak on your behalf. He will shut up the mouth of lions. He will deliver you. Ah, from the snare of the fowler. He will heal your broken heart. Mend your wounded spirit. God will make a way. He will. She was made whole. But she was part of the multitude. But because of her heart desire and her faith, she received. Oh. 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 Glory to Jesus. Glory to the name of the king. Thank you, Jesus. You don't even have to be close. So it's your faith. It's your faith. Then, there were those, the second group, who followed in faith, helping, supporting the ministry of Jesus. Luke chapter 8 verse 1 says, And Jesus went about towns and villages, preaching the message of the kingdom. And he took his 12 disciples with him. And along, and with the 12, along, that's what the Bible says, with some women, some women who had been cured of demons and evil spirits and diseases. And among them was Mary Magdalene, of whom it was said he had cast out 12 or 7 demons. One, 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 seven demons came out of her. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, 
who was Herod's business manager. That was a strong thing. And Susanna and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. So there were also another group. As for them, they were following because they believed. They were following because once said, I was blind, but now I see. They were following because people used to call them some kind of names. But when they met Jesus, their name changed. They were following because they used to be afflicted. But when they met Jesus, affliction ceased. They had received a tangible miracle. They had received something from the Lord. They realized that their whole life had changed. And they said, I cannot leave this. I must follow. I'm, I mean, we are all like that. Many are like that. We follow because we met Jesus. He touched our lives in a certain way. And we said we will follow. For the rest of our lives, we will follow. We will follow. So there was that group, Mary Magdalene, seven demons. So you can imagine her behavior before the demons were cast out. You can imagine how she was. And then the one that amazes me is Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager. Hey, I think I don't have a lot of problem with her. Herod's business manager following Jesus. Bad equation. But she didn't mind. She followed. If no one follows, still I will follow. If no one follows, still I will follow. If no one follows, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning. I have decided, oh, to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. Oh, put your hands together for yourself. Amen. They had received the ministry of Jesus and followed in faith and supported with their resources. Can you imagine all the people following Jesus? How was he feeding them? It was Mary Magdalene and Susanna. They would buy kinky. They would buy fish. You are saying, yeah, when we went, there was a, a, a restaurant they took us to, Peter's Fish, tilapia. Fried tilapia. You go deal with her. That's tilapia. The shito. I thought I said shito. People were carrying shito in their handbags. People took shito. Oh, yeah, when you're going to take shito. I had shito, but I left mine in the hotel room. But people were masculine the thing with their shito. So there was Kenke. Not there, but then. So they supplied the bread, they supplied the kenke, they supplied the fish for abolo. Who said abolo? Okwando. For, 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 for the people following Jesus, they supported the ministry. God bless all of you for supporting this ministry of God. God bless every one of you. Your offerings, your tithe, your giving is what is making the ministry move. You understand? So may God bless all of you. 
every one of you in this house and those watching us online too. God bless you. So this was another group. They were also filled with faith. Amen. They were faith-filled and faithful people. Amen. Then the third group is the 12 disciples whom he called, who were following him. Direct beneficiaries of his grace. Because Jesus himself is grace personified. Jesus is the grace of God given to man. So they, they were di di direct beneficiaries of his grace. And um, they received everything from him. And among them, mind you, was Judas. Judas didn't sleep in, no. He was called by Jesus. Yeah. I don't think that Jesus made a mistake. He didn't make a mistake. Judas was among them. Who was used later by the devil to destroy him. Why? Because at that time, the Jews were expecting um, a conquering Messiah who would come and deliver them from Rome and the Roman oppression. So when Jesus came, they thought that's what he was coming to do. But they found in him a servant king. That didn't sit down well with them. So Judas was part of those people, and so he wasn't too happy. And so when they wanted to kill him, and he also liked the purse. You know what the purse is? The money. So he was easy, easy prey for the devil. But he was still called by the Lord. The Lord will call all of us. But we must guard our spirit. We must guard our hearts. It's so easy for the enemy to come in to influence you, especially when things are not going right with you in the kingdom or maybe in the church. It's so easy. Sometimes your memory itself is destroying the church. Your anger is destroying the church. Your words is destroying. It's not the church, you see. It is it's a kingdom. It's a kingdom. We are building a kingdom, you know. And as for me, I'm just a little servant that he has called. Mary had a little lamb to, to just lead. I, that's all I am. I'm nothing. I'm just nothing. Because I, I don't have it all. I don't think it all. I'm just a servant. I'm just sent. So when I say, "Bia, mitia o na subia o abosu deyem be deachau," they are coso. They were moving on. Yeah, because it's not easy. It's tough. It's tough. You yourself, your family, your four children. How are you managing? Come and see all these people. So these were the direct beneficiaries of the grace of God. Judas being part of them, he was called to. Amen. That's why we also have to have mercy on each other. I did one video, I was sitting in the talk talk and I said, life, the Christian life sometimes is so difficult. And that's why we should, you know, bear each other up and have mercy on one another. Somebody's walking, they're fainting. You don't know what they're going through. So let's, you know, as I was sitting in the talk talk and I saw people struggling. I saw, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going. <coughs> Amen. Then there was an inner core. The inner core. That is Peter, James, and John. They were the inner core. They stayed close to Jesus. And in this account that I read to you, the, the, the scripture I read to you at the beginning, they were privy to the, the, the manifestation of his divinity. They had known his humanity. They had seen him work miracles. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, and we were there, Mantabo, when they, Jesus was transfigured before them. He took Peter, James, and John to this high mountain to pray, to pray. 
the intent was to pray. And as he prayed, Luke 9, put it there, Luke 9, 28. See, as he prayed, as he was praying, he was being transfigured. He was being changed. Amen. His face was altered. And his robe, side glistening, shining, became white and shining. I was it became, you know, so white and shining as no laundry soap could make it. Jesus, the glory of God that was in him manifested. You can't even look upon him. And with him, there came Moses and Elijah to talk to him. Jesus was getting ready to die, to go to be killed. And I'm sure they came to urge him on. Moses for the law, representing the law, and then Elijah representing the prophets. And they came to talk to him. But in that instant, he was changed, transfigured. Amen. And the disciples saw it. He was changed. The glory of God manifested to them. And then he, they realized his lordship or the fact that he is God. His face, Bible says, shone like the sun. For three of the gospels accounted. Luke 9, 29, as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and glistening. Matthew 17, 2 says, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Mark 9, 3, he said, his clothes became shining exceedingly white like snow as no launderer on earth could whiten them. Jesus started shining. Amen. His glory being revealed to them. So they saw his divinity and they saw that he was God. Or is God. Never was with him. Is God. And this was six days after Peter's revelation that men say that he's Elijah. Some are saying this. But he says that he's Christ. He is a Christ. The Messiah. The son of the living God. Peter had this revelation. And six days afterwards, he was taken to this high mount where he saw the, the, the manifestation of the glory of God. Jesus manifested his glory to these three men. Amen. And the cloud of glory, Bible says, also came in. And the cloud of glory is a Shekinah, representing the presence of God. And they heard the voice of God saying, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Listen to him. Amen. These three, they had benefited from the grace of God. I said to you before in their daily walk with him. They had been empowered by Jesus to preach, to cast out devils, to heal the sick and everything like that. And yet there was more to see and there was more to receive. Pastors, hear me out. There's more to see, there's more to receive. Because the Bible says after he sent out the 70, they came back rejoicing, saying, Lord, even the demons were subject to us in your name. And Jesus laughed and said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. And behold, I give you power, and that's to all of us, to trample upon serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. These are the words of Christ. You ought to put your hands together. He said he gives you power. He gives us power to trample upon serpents and scorpions, demonic forces, Satan's power. You are more powerful than the witches in your family. They should be afraid of you. But when you start running, then they'll chase you. So turn around and chase them. Because you have been empowered by the Spirit of God. Say, so behold, I give you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and all the power, not some. All the power of the enemy and nothing but shall by enemy say to you, no, I love the tree. Or sin be be around anything for can be Amen. 
So we say, mommy, water demon. Oh, papa, water, uncle, water, water, water. Oh, they, they are powerless before the power of God in you. So don't be afraid. Don't walk in fear. Somebody's chasing me and they are chasing me. Hey, the angels of God who minister grace to the heirs of salvation, they will chase them. You just open your mouth and say, in the name of Jesus, may the angels of the Lord pursue you. And see. Because you have been given the authority. You've been given the power. It's in you. It's in your mouth. Speak out. Praise the Lord. Let me not get into another message. Let me keep myself here. Now, and Jesus said something at the end of it. He said, but nevertheless, do not rejoice in only this, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So that means that after all the anointing, there is more. After the power, there is more. Amen. Amen. And there's more to have, there's more to receive. And that is the glory of God. Amen. Moses also, after experiencing the, the grace of God, God used him. Ah, ah, ah. God used him. My miracles against Pharaoh. And he's the one who lifted up his rod according to the instruction of God. And the rest he parted. After this, he gets up one morning and says, God, show me your glory. And I'll say, Edenbium, what else do you want to see? He said, God, show me your glory. But God knew what he meant. And God said, no man can see my face and live. He said, still, show me your glory. God said, you have found grace in my sight. You have the grace, but you need the glory. That's why I'm preaching the beneficiaries of his grace and glory. Grace has been given to us. The squire sang it this morning. Bless you. We are redeemed by grace, sustained by grace. It's grace. But to the grace, you need the glory. We need to seek for the glory of God. The manifestation of the, I, I like to say this, but when I say this word, I feel confused with the isness of God. <laughs> I don't know how I can explain that to you. The isness of God. God is. And you want that. And that is what Jesus manifested to Peter, James, and John up there on the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses wanted to see the glory of God. He had experienced the grace. God was using him mightily, but he realized that there's more to this thing. And I call it the hand and the face of God. You see, when you, you have experienced the hand of God in the doing, the works of God, it's one thing. But we must go beyond seeking his hand. His hand is, oh Lord, give me, you butter my bread, sugar my cocoa. Yes! You sugar your cocoa, butter your bread, but seek his face. Lord, I want to see your face. I want to know you. I want to see your glory. And truly, that is what God manifested to Moses. And that's what Jesus manifested to his disciples. His glory. His power. His beauty. The excellence of God. The glory. The shining. The brightness of who God is. That's what he manifested to Peter, James, and John. We also want to see the glory of God. We want to live in the glory of God. You know, we don't just want to say the words of the glory. No, we want the reality of the glory of God in our lives. And that means, brothers and sisters, it means drawing closer. I come to call you to draw closer to God. It means getting deeper. Getting deeper. Not surface relationship, but getting deeper. It means more commitment, getting more committed. It means making time for God. Not that God is an afterthought. Or God comes in when you need something. 
Which is, I mean, the normal pattern with many people. They forget until one day they remember, hey, this is happening. Oh, God, you know. So you do, forgive me, why? Please do this for me. No. Make time for God. It means making room for God in your life. You know, we, we, we don't make enough room for God. And a typical example is, you know, you can spend three hours watching telenovela. But how many would like to spend three hours? We say we are doing marathon praying. Three hours, bumpai. Hey, I pray. Hey, virgin. You know? But we must make time for God. From him comes our strength. The breath we breathe. Our help. You can have the ordinary relationship with God. That's fine. That's your choice. But if you want to see the glory of God, then you must make room for God. Not just use, we shouldn't just use God for our, our means or our needs to be met. But we must avail ourselves to him for what he wants to be done to be done. We can choose to be part of the mixed multitude who move where they hear there is a, a, a flow or a wind. Who, who, and the mixed multitude, the people remember and cause trouble. Remember the mixed multitude with Moses? Trouble. And they are the people who destroy the work of God, Makes multitude because they can move anywhere. Today they are in TLGM. Tomorrow morning they are down the street there at Waking Jesus Miracle Center. Yeah. The next day they are somewhere else. So they don't care if TLGM goes down. They don't care. That is a mixed multitude. Don't be part of the mixed multitude. No, 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 no. You can't be. It calls for loyalty. Don't be part of the mixed multitude. The purpose of the mixed multitude is to get from God. I don't get from God here. So I'll go and try there. And try there and try. God is one. If he didn't give it to you here, uh, the publicity is going to give it to you elsewhere. Maybe like this. Why? Because you need to change. You need to change your stand. There's something you must let go. There's something you must do. Makes multitude. No. We can also be, choose to be the helpers of the kingdom. Faithful men and women who work good works who are committed, who are supportive, who help the kingdom of Christ to increase, the body of Christ to increase. This morning I was talking to Apostle Don Kramer. He's just back from Kenya, and he was ministering to a congregation of 120,000 people. Ten churches in Kenya brought their congregation together. Yes, ten churches. It was 120,000. Yeah. I lay on my bed. I stopped everything I was doing and I lay on my bed. I said, oh God, remember me. I need 10,000 souls. I need 50,000 souls. When I get before God, I'm not going to be accounting for three souls. Oh, after all these years. Nah. Listen, and these were 10,000, I told you, about 10 or 12,000 apiece. If you calculate the math. You know? And they, they, there's an old church and he made an altar call. And he said, the people that came to the altar call, they asked the, the, the translator, did you say the right thing? That is an altar call. He said, yes. No, no, these who had been in the church for so long, but they had not received Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. They were churchgoers. You don't, you don't, you don't just don't be a churchgoer. You must receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Talk about relationship. Then you must have a relationship one-to-one with Christ, with God, where you speak to God directly. 
Don't say, oh, if I tell apostle, the apostle will speak to God. No, please, I'm not the intermediary. My business is to show you Christ. The Holy Spirit said we should show you Christ, teach you to walk with him, that you will know him for yourself. I'm there supporting staff, but everyone must receive Jesus for yourself, walk with Christ for yourself. Praise the Lord. I come, I teach you, you take it, you run with it. Amen. And so these are helpers of the kingdom who are helping for the kingdom, the church of God to grow. Amen. And there are many of you like that in this house. God bless you. And then the third that we can choose to be are like the disciples who follow Christ. In fact, we have been called to be disciples. Follow A disciple is some, someone who follows your coming to oh, your time, eh? You are trying to give me a note of time, maybe. <laughs> a disciple is one who follows a leader, okay, and imitates the leader, seeks to be like him. So we follow Jesus. Paul says that imitate me as I imitate Christ. So if you see that I'm not imitating Christ, please don't imitate me. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. So that is a disciple. A disciple seeks to imitate the one he follows and do his work. Amen. So you can also choose to be a disciple. You are supposed to be a disciple. If you have received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, from conversion, you are a convert, then you become a disciple, a follower of Christ. That, those are the people who stand up boldly and say, I am a follower of Christ. Jesus Christ is Lord. And they can be killed for that. The martyrs, they die because they said that they will not deny Jesus. Because they are seeing him. Amen. You can choose to be those. And then finally, you can also choose to be one of the inner core. Sold out for Christ. Pursuing him. Serving him. Walking in intimacy with him. Doing the works of God and doing his will. You see, some people do the works, but they don't do his will. They do the work, so they do the works for different reasons for fame. The book says, hey, mommy, well, yeah, do. Hey, papa, well, yeah, anointed, though. But what is your, your heart? What are you doing? We must do the will of him who has sent us. So finally, you can decide to be part of the inner core. Those who are tied with Jesus. Those are God who can say, I know my servant Abraham. I know him. That if I call him, I'm using Abraham, not Pastor Abraham, Abraham, the old Abraham. But I don't want to call anybody's name. Someone said, and you didn't call my name. So Abraham. I know Abraham, that he will instruct his children after me. I know my servant, so so and so, that if I call him or her at midnight and I say that there is um, an uncompleted building and there's a family there and they are needy, they need food, he will take food to them. People that hear God and follow the instruction of God, imitators of Christ, we all want to be part of the inner core. Because it is to the inner core that God revealed his glory. And I pray this morning that may we all pursue Christ to be close. So I say, Jesus, oh, he's my personal person. That is the one we want. <laughs> For those of you who want to call Grandma Jello, <laughs> if you call her Jello, <laughs> but we are talking about intimacy with Christ. 
We want to live that kind of, you see, we want to see the glory of God. We want more. We want more. Our, let's rise up on our feet. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All the glory of your presence, we your temple. I'm sure I picked it wrong, eh? Give you reverence, so
people are getting healed right now are here in my spirit. You came here this morning with a heavy heart, but God is lifting that burden off you. Lift up your, and as we say, receive your healing, receive your deliverance. This morning, the glory of God is manifest in this house. May that glory cover your life, your home. May change come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody receive healing. I hear somebody's being healed of a pain, a pain, a consistent pain in your jaw on the left side. Lift up the song right now and receive you as have received whatever you came burdened with this morning. Amando mo shangala baba. Remante mantele baba. As your Receive the power of God. Take it now. Receive the glory. Lola babo shada baba. your people this morning. Receive your healing. Receive your healing this morning. Receive a touch from the Lord. Be delivered. Be set free. By the power of God. Receive the presence. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.